0: Good evening, Uh, our series 2022, the year of greater works, part five. It's our series. Tonight we have a title. And it is, we have Jesus authority on the earth right now. The title is, we have Jesus authority on the earth right now. Okay, since this is part five, no? Uh, Because 2022 is the year of greater works, once again, I'd like to encourage you to expect four things, the four things that would define, okay, this year for the children of God. And I will run down the four things. Again, 2022 one is the year of the new, and if you've been with me since January, listening to this, by now you can testify that new things are already been happening in your own life. Why? Because we've entered into a brand new spiritual season in the body of Christ, and new things will begin to happen. From the start of this year and all throughout 2022. So, what we have been learning is more than a New Year's message. If you take it to heart and apply it to your lives, you will see it come to pass this year, this prophetic word. And the second thing to expect this year is 2022 is the year of divine reversal. Hopefully no memorize na it. Uh, why? Because God knows how to turn impossible things to possible. He knows how to turn, uh, He knows how to bring healing into out of sickness. He knows how to bring joy out of pain. Okay, so for those who believe that God is greater than anything, you can expect divine reversal. To happen in your life. This 2022. Okay. So. We also learn. The third one. uh, That 2022 will be known. As the year. The king remembered. So. In scripture. When God remembers. Something it means. He is ready to take action. Okay. And. And. He's going to do this this year because he has seen okay, the difficulties and the hardships that we all went through these past two years. And God is now rising up this year out of his great compassion, ready to save, ready to heal, ready to deliver. Okay, So expect that no, to happen. God's mighty interventions because he has remembered His covenant promises with us. Now, He has not forgotten us. Now, the last one is 2022. We said, uh, because this is the year of greater works, it is also about reward and spoil. And tonight, I'd like to dig deeper on how this year is going to be a year of reward and spoil. Okay, so we'll start. If you remember, last week from our study of 1 Samuel 30, we learned that there has to be a battle first before we have a reward or spoil. I hope you remember that. There has to be a battle first. So tonight we will learn the victory that we have in Christ. And we will understand deeper how we can overcome battles that we face today. Okay, so I'll repeat again the title. It is, we have Jesus' authority on the earth right now. That's our title. Now, after salvation, one of the most important teachings that should be part of our foundation is the authority of the believer. That's one of the foundational teachings that each and every Christian must be founded on, authority of the believer. And to start understanding this, we have to know and comprehend Jesus' authority first. So I'd like to start there with Jesus' authority. And can you open Isaiah 22, verse 22? Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22. And although I'm reading it, I want you to look at it as well and read it with me. Isaiah, and the key of the house of David I will lay upon his shoulder. He shall open, and no one shall shut. He shall shut. And no one shall open. Now, this portion of scripture is a prophecy about the coming Messiah. So, in other words, this is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And we all know Messiah is the Hebrew word. And Christ is the Greek word. Okay? We've learned that no? Christ is not the last name of Jesus. <laughs> so... It's his title. He is the Messiah. So when Jesus Christ came and died at the cross, then resurrected, he fulfilled Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22 as the Christ. He fulfilled this. And I will show you where. Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. We're going to see... The fulfillment of this in Revelation 3. Okay, I hope you're there. Revelation 3, I'll read verse 7, the first part. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things says, he who is holy, he who is true? He who has the key of David. So, if uh, you're reading it in your Bible, it's in red. These are Jesus' words. He's calling himself the one who is holy. He's calling himself the one who is true. And I want you to take notice. He said about himself, "He was the key of David." So remember, in Isaiah, it said the key. Of the house of David will be given to the Messiah. In Revelation, he's saying he already has the key. Okay? He already has the key. So what can he do with the key? Let's continue with the verse. Okay? okay. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts. Hallelujah. And no one opens. So Jesus can do these things because he has the key. Whatever he opens, hallelujah, no one can shut. And whatever he opens and whatever he shuts, no one can open. So obviously, the prophecy was fulfilled after his death, resurrection, and ascension. Okay, I want you to keep that in mind. We will go back to it later. Now, key, the word key, is the symbol for authority. Okay? You can write that down. Key is the symbol for authority. And Jesus is saying here in Revelation, he has the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Now, Let's see again his testimony. Revelation one eighteen. Now some people are afraid to uh, to read Revelation because of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and everything. But really, the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ as king. Okay, that's, that's the whole thing about Revelation. Now look at Revelation 1.18. This is again his words. Okay, I want you to take notice. Huh? I am he who lives and was dead. Did Jesus really die? You can just nod. Did he really die? Okay. So, although he was God, he became man. He took our place at the cross. He was punished for our sins. That's why he died. Okay? Now, Let's go on with the verse. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Praise God. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Okay. I will read it in the Amplified. I just want you to listen. Jesus said, I have the keys of absolute control and victory over death and of Hades the realm of the dead. So, to have a clearer idea of the power of the key, let's look at it in the natural. Okay, Uh, Let's suppose you have a house and you have the keys to the house. It means you are the owner of the house because you have the keys. Now, because you have the keys of the house, You're the only one who can open it, correct? Because you have the keys. Once it's open by you, no one can shut it. Am I correct? And once it's open, that's the only time people can enter in and people can leave your house. Once you're inside the house, because you've opened the house with your key, you can go anywhere in the house, any place in that house, because you have the key. Am I correct? Okay. I just want you to picture all of those things. And during the night, during the night, with your key, you can shut it. Correct? So once it's shut, no one can open it unless you're a Very good thief, okay. (laughs) But uh, in essence, all right, in essence, no one can shut it, especially if you shut it tight, okay. No one can open it, no one can enter, no one can leave. Am I correct? In other words, when you have the keys, you are the one in control, okay. I want you to get that picture. So when you have the keys, you can lock or unlock. You can open and close. You can bind or loose. You can tie up or release. No? That's the power of the key. That's the picture of the authority of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. That's how powerful he is. That's how majestic his kingship is, okay? And whatever, I'll say it again, whatever he opens, no one can shut. And whatever he shuts, no one can open. Now, my question to you is, why is Revelation one eighteen emphasizing that he already has the key of death and Hades? Okay? Because before his resurrection, he did not have the keys. It was prophesied it will only be given to him. My question to you, okay? You can put it in the uh, chat box or you can unmute yourself. Who had the keys before him? Yes, John. I think you're trying to open. Who had the keys? Can anyone? Okay, on Satan. Okay, thanks, Coach John. Okay, okay. So Satan had the keys. I hope that's very known. He had the keys. Now I'll show it in the verse, okay? Because we'll dig deeper. Hebrews two fourteen. Okay. I know this is familiar. Some of it are familiar to you, but we will really dig deeper tonight. Hebrews 2.14. In the NLT, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. So in Hebrews 2.14, very clear, huh? very clear. The one who had the power of death or the key of death was Satan or was the devil. So Coach John, you were correct. Okay? So the question is, <laughs> alright, how did he have that authority? How did he have it? Anyone before we study it? John again? How did he have it? From from ano from sinning or from the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. Yes. Yep. Right on the no, right on this dot. That, okay, that's correct. So, in other words, no, he had the authority because Adam. Gave it to him. Adam gave it to him. How? Remember in Genesis 1.26, it says there, God gave man dominion. Do you remember that? He gave man dominion over the earth. When he created man, he had the power to rule over the earth. But when he disobeyed God, and followed Satan instead, his authority was passed on to Satan. Okay? Is that clear? It was passed on to him because he obeyed him instead of God. And you just write this verse. Now, in Romans 5.12, ever since that time, ever since that time, sin and death entered into the world. And uh, also, Satan became the God of this world. Okay. So I'll go now to 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Okay? I want us to understand this very well tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Okay. In the Amplified, it said says, For the God of this world, and that's not Jesus, the God, small g, of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. So here, okay, we're listening to what the Apostle Paul is trying to convey to us no he is saying god uh, satan is the small g small god of this world okay this is new testament and he's talking to believers okay now you just write this down 1 john 519 it's also said there we know positively That we are of God and the whole world around us is under the power of the evil one. Okay? So are you hearing me now? The whole world is under the power of the evil one. So that's the Apostle John. They're saying the same thing. Now that's the reason why there is still evil and the curse is still in the world. Because the whole world is under the power of the God of this world, Satan. Okay? So I hope you're still with me, no? You're understanding everything. Now, the good news, we do not belong to this world. Hallelujah. Okay, that's the good news. Therefore, we're not under his power. Praise the Lord. We are under the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Jesus Christ. No, we are under him. He is our Lord. So when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, he defeated Satan according to Hebrews 2.14. Remember, he defeated him. And according to that verse, he broke the power of the evil one. Okay, we will go back to Hebrews 2.14. I will read it in other versions. Okay, It says in... Uh, The New King James. Through death, the death of Jesus, he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil. Another version. That by going through death, he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death that is the devil. So I'll just summarize everything we've read, no? Jesus Christ, when he rose from the dead, broke the power of the devil, destroyed him completely, and sabi dito, brought him to naught. And He brought him to nothing. He became zero. Okay? Because he was defeated by Jesus Christ. Okay? So now we're talking about Jesus' victory over the devil. I will add to that, no? I will add to that. Just, okay, just stay with me. Colossians 2.15, Colossians 2.15. I love this, okay, and I'm letting demons hear this tonight because we are reading the defeat of Satan and his demons, okay? We're reading it again. We're reminding ourselves he's the defeated one, all right? Now, Colossians 2:15 it Says there having disarmed I love that word having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it talking about Jesus about demons that's the New King James New King James another in amplified When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when Jesus Christ died, he went to hell. Because Scripture said he was at the heart of the belly of the earth three days and three nights. Remember that. So he went to hell. some Christians think he he the only uh, the only uh, sacrifice he did was dying on that cross. That's not true. After he died on the cross, he went to hell for three days and three nights. He paid the full price. Of our penalty for sins. So that we will never experience hell ever in our life. Okay? So he went to hell for us. But on the third day, on the third day, hallelujah, God the Father raised him from the dead. Then he took the keys of death and Hades from Satan. He destroyed Satan. Okay, broke his power, brought him to nothing. Then he stripped off, stripped off all the weapons of the demons. Can you imagine that? Then in the spiritual realm, no, there was a victory procession, and and Jesus was uh, displayed as the victorious King, and all Satan and all his demons were. Ano yan? made a public spectacle they were displayed as captives can you imagine Nang yan in the spiritual realm kitang-kita yon no That jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords and they, and and the devil is zero and the demons have no power no authority over the church anymore, and over Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's the good news. And I hope you got that. And now, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he has the keys of the kingdom of God. Okay? So, if that is such a great big news, okay, this is now my question. Which is the question of every Christian. Okay? Oh, be, before that, no? Before that, pala. Before I will ask my question. Because what we've read is the truth. Never ever believe the picture of Satan and his demons that is portrayed in the movies or portrayed by Hollywood. It's not true. Because in the movies, he is so big. He is so overwhelming, so threatening, so terrifying that he can just do what he wants to do. portrayal. That's not true. That's Hollywood. That's the figment of somebody's imagination. It is not biblical. Because the truth is, he's nothing. He's small. He's very small. Compared to Jesus, he is no much. No much to the authority and the power that Jesus Christ has. Amen? Amen? And he's the head of the church. So, this is now my question. Okay? If he, if Jesus completely destroyed him, okay. How can the enemy bring so much destruction and hurt on the earth right now? How can he do that? Why can he do that? Okay. Why can he still bring sickness and tragedies and calamities of all kinds? Why can he still tempt man? Control the minds of unbelievers. Okay? And put the whole world under his control. How can he do that when he's a defeated foe? ngaling bang scripture? We all know not Okay? We all know that. Now, first of all, okay, first of all, well, this is the most obvious one. First of all, because Jesus Christ has not come back yet to the earth to rule and reign for a thousand years. Yes, not so. Until then, Satan is on the loose, and he's still the small G, the small God of this world. And of course, because he is still the small God of this world, all evil comes from him. No evil comes from God. Okay. Simple equation. God is good. Satan is evil. God good, Satan bad. Okay? Yun lang yun. John 10.10 God good, Satan bad. So, all bad things, okay, dapat very clear yun. John 10.10 10. You can meditate on John 10.10 So, all bad things, all evil things, okay, Did not come from God, but from Satan. Second reason. Second reason has something to do with the church and the authority she has. Okay? So, I laid that foundation so we can now go to our real topic, okay? Because we need that foundation. Let's look at Matthew 28. Matthew 28 verses 18-19. Why? Why? How does Satan can still get away with evil? It has something to do with the church and the authority she has. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 19. 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So we know this, no? it's the Great Commission. He has all authority. In other words, he has all the keys. Right? In heaven and on earth. But he did not stop there. Okay? He is about to go to heaven. And he did something very, very important for the church. Okay. Verse 19. All the cases in his hands. And then he said, therefore, you go. Okay. Therefore, you go. And this is what the church can do. He was talking to the church. You go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Question to you, who's going to do all these things? Make disciples, baptize, teaching all men, who? Us, you and I, Not Jesus Christ. Am I correct? Not Jesus. Okay? His disciples. So before he ascended to heaven, he authorized his disciples to do all these things. In other words, he delegated his authority on the earth to the church. Okay? I'll say it again. He delegated his authority on the earth to the church. Adam lost it, Jesus regained it back, and now he returned it to his children, his authority on the earth. Okay, so delegated authority is. Very big, okay? This is very big. This is very real in the kingdom of God. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ entrusted and gave his own authority on the earth to you and I, to his children. So where is the key of the kingdom of God over the earth? Who has the key? The church, the key of the kingdom of God. Okay, that da- dive in the ha? Huh? The key of the kingdom of God over the earth is now given or delegated to the church. So the children of God has the key, it's no longer in Jesus' hands. You have to understand this, it's no longer in Jesus' hands. It is in our hands. Now, unfortunately, not many Christians know this. And if, even if they know this, it's only mental. There's not much revelation on it that they're able to walk on it. Okay? But that's about to change this year. It's about to change drastically, because this is the year of reward and spoil, and we will only have victory over the devil if we use the authority of Jesus Christ that he gave to us on this earth. That's the way to have reward and spoil, to use it, okay? Now, let's look at another version of the Great Commission, Mark 16 I know familiar, but we will apply this on our lives, okay? Mark 16, verses 15 to 17. Verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. So, who is going to the world? And who is going to preach the gospel? The preachers. No, not the preachers. Who? The church. Okay? The church. Young and old. baby Christian or not. Who, who is God sending into the world? The world where Satan is the God? <laughs> Can you imagine? God has so much trust in his church. Can you imagine? That he is sending his very own church all of us, to a world governed by Satan. Why? Why he's so confident? Because he has given his keys to the church. That's how he confident he is. Okay? And we will represent him. You are a representative of Jesus Christ. Whether you feel it or not, <laughs> whether you know it or not, you represent him in this world. Okay. And look at verse seventeen, eighteen. And these signs will follow those who believe. Signs. In other words. The Christians will have the power. To do supernatural things. So not only do they have authority. They will also have the power to do supernatural things. Hallelujah. Okay. So to do supernatural things and to do miracles, okay? So say, that's me. Say that to yourself. That's you, okay? That's you. God has authorized you and God has empowered you to do supernatural things and to do miracles. That's you. Don't look to the evangelist anymore or to the pastor or to someone else. God is looking at you. And he gave his authority to you and he gave his power to you. Okay. Now look at verse 17:18. It says here, in my name they will cast out demons. Can you imagine? The first thing they're able to do is to cast out demons. Why? Because they are here. Remember? Remember? Because they're on the loose. And the first thing we need to do is take care of them. Who's gonna take care of demons? Is it Jesus? uh uh-uh. It's us. Why? Because we have the keys, remember? Okay, only politically until it sinks in, okay? And to cast out demons doesn't only mean you cast them out from a person who is possessed. That's not what it means. To cast him out means you you bind him, you cast him out of everything that he's not supposed to control. <laughs> you can cast him out of your life. You can cast him out of your family. You can cast him out of your of your church. Anything that is not of the will of God that you know should be the will of God, and He's now uh, doing something about it, you can cast Him out of that. You can cast Him out of any evil thing. Okay? Yun yung ibig sabihin na So, sabi in my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will... They will recover. Okay. That's non negotiable. You cannot say, you cannot say they will lay hands on the sick and 95% they will recover. It did not say that. Okay. It says there, they will 100% recover. No, Mahirap, no. Mahirap, if we subtract something. From the Bible or add something to the Bible just because we don't understand it. I have to interject this now. I have to interject this. It's not in my notes, but I have to say it. Faith is more than knowledge. In fact, faith is not knowledge. Faith is not mental, faith is from the heart. You believe in your heart, and you can believe God, and believing in the heart means whatever God says, you just believe it and you trust Him, even if you don't understand everything that's called faith. Okay, it's not knowledge. So I just want to say that no important children. because a lot of me practice. May practice a church, no, because I'm talking to church people. May practice because it's a church of adding to scripture or subtracting from it just because we don't understand it or just because we don't experience it. Okay, we should never do that. Okay, now, uh, just there in my name, you we will do in my name, you will do this. Okay, because. Of God's, because of Jesus' name, we can do all these things. In other words, we can exercise Jesus' authority on the earth through the name of Jesus. All right? That means his authority is in his name. His name is his authority. His authority is in his name. Okay? And by his name, when you use the name of Jesus, You are enforcing the victory of Jesus over the devil and his demons. So, why can we cast out demons and they obey us? Why can we do that? It's not because they're afraid of us, they're afraid of the name of Jesus. Okay? They're afraid of the name of Jesus Christ because it's Jesus who defeated them okay so even if jesus christ is in heaven right now at the right hand of the father and his spirit is with us when you use the name of jesus it's as if he's the one in person exercising his authority on the earth okay if you preach in the name of jesus and in his anointing It is him still doing it, even though he's in heaven, but he's doing it by the power of his spirit through your life. Okay? He is doing everything through you. Okay? If you lay hands on the sick and you use the name of Jesus Christ, it is still his power... That will flow through your hands to the sick person. And the sick person will get healed. My question to you, is Jesus able to heal any sickness? Is he able to heal any sickness? So if you believe that, okay, and you believe that his authority to heal is Already in your hands, every time you use the name of Jesus, that person will be healed. Why? Not because of you, not because of us. It's because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So actually, I don't know. Uh, I always I always say this, <laughs> I always remember this thing. Eh? I always say, I, I know, I know when you're uh, doing things for the first time for God. You know? Sometimes that's so nerve-wracking, okay. <laughs> Before ganun ako, no, ko dati, you know. And uh, I I already told this story to you guys, no? Ko na lang no? But I already told this story to you. No, there was a time, baby Christian pa lang ako. I was in training in ministry, no, and uh my I wasn't even baptized in the Spirit. I wasn't speaking in tongues. None, none of that. No, Wala pa akong ganun. And then, uh, kasama ko yung pastor ko in front of uh, in front of the congregation, and he he was laying hands on everybody. And then he had to leave. E ako sa tabi niya. so sabi niya, "Why don't you take my place? You start laying lay, laying your hands on the people." And I never did that ever before. Okay. Have you been in that position? You know, you're left hanging there. You had no training, nothing. You were just observing and then sabi and pastor. Now you do it. E para, I do it. You know, your question is, e what if nothing happens? What if uh, they won't fall? Because when he when he prays, no people fall. When he prays. And eh, what if nothing happens? So, he left the room. Oh, ikaw na bahala dyan, ah. Pinky, ikaw na bahala dyan. Talaga? Sorry ko. So, yun. Eh, ako, masunuri na kong bata ng araw. So, whatever the pastor says, I'm a yes person. That's who I am. I say yes to the pastor. So, so I started, no? <laughs> when I started praying, so I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, Fill this person with the Holy Spirit. Iti ako baptized, So, fill this person with the Holy Spirit. And after that, I was praying silently, Lord, please, Lord, please, please, let this person be filled. Lord, nakakahiya talaga. Please. I was begging God. Can you imagine? So, I said, Lord, please. And then after all, walang nangyayari. So, I was so embarrassed. So, I left. Siguro three seconds lang, pagkalipong ganyan, bumaksak, umaksak yung tao. And sabi ko, ah, it worked! I said, <laughs> it really works. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's how God trained me. That's how God, tra- you know, everything, everything I, almost everything I was. I'm doing ministry. It was all all J T, even before I learned it in Bible study. Can you imagine? It was all all J T. So, yung laying on of hands, healing the sick, everything. It was was the kala lay. You know, but it works. It works not because of me. <laughs> it works because of the power of the name of Jesus Christ, who has all authority in heaven and on earth. Okay. So, ah, uh, where am I? Sing it lang kasi yun eh. Okay. So we are the ones sent by God to this world, and we will not be able to do all of these things with if we did not have Jesus' authority on the earth. Okay. So. So the Great Commission is one confirmation that we have delegated authority already. And in verse 20, it says there in Mark 16, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word through accompanying signs. Amen, it says there. So my encouragement to you, the authority that you have in Christ okay will only become real to you if you exercise it if you believe this word that word that we're teaching tonight that Jesus authority on the earth is already you are uh, given to you the keys is in your hands if you believe it and you obey it by the leading of the spirit of God The result will be the Lord will be able to do great works, even greater works. That's our series. Through your very life this year. This year, you will be amazed. Things that you never done before, you will be able to do. Not only new things that he will give to you. How? So like what, like what we were saying, okay, uh, the authority of Jesus Christ on the earth will only become real if you exercise it. Believe that the keys of the kingdom of heaven is in your hands right now. And then you obey it and then you will be able to do great and wonderful things, okay, this year. God will be able to work in your life and through your life and you and things uh new things that you have never done before you will be able to do this year. Now I want you to look at uh, Matthew 16:19. Matthew 16:19. Matthew 16:19 is a very revealing verse. Okay. Says here And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, this is the promise of Jesus Christ to his disciples before his death. Then he fulfilled this promise after his death at the Great Commission. When he gave the keys. Okay? Union. So Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom of heaven on the earth to us. Like what we said. And whoever has the keys has the control. So who has the control now over the earth? As far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Who has it? Us. Okay? Us. We have... The what? control we have the control. It's so I we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. people I don't know. Like what's what is goop? Go like okay. So so now <clears throat> so whatever authority it says here, now, Whatever authority Jesus has to bind, to shut, to close is now given to your hands or to our hands. We now have that authority on the earth. And whatever authority Jesus has to lose, to open, to release, to set free, we, the church, has now that authority on this earth. Now, I want you to take notice of this. And we will emphasize this. It says here, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Things can only be bound or loosed on the earth if we do it first. If we do it first, Jesus saying, Whatever you bind. I will bind. Whatever you lose, I will lose. He did not say, and I will emphasize this because this is our concept most of the time. He did not say and will never say, okay, I will first bind in heaven, then you can bind on earth. I will first lose in heaven, then you can lose on earth. He did not say that. Why? Because he handed over the keys of the kingdom to us we are now the ones who have his authority on the earth okay and whatever and whatever authority he has on the earth is now passed on to us i think we should get that tonight no it's been passed on to us therefore listen to me very well if we will not do anything He will not do anything. Okay? If we will not do anything, He will not do anything when it comes to the battle. When it comes to the battle in life, when it comes to the devil and his demons, Okay, God cannot do anything until we do it first. Okay, I hope that's very clear. Now, because this is where most Christians missed it. This is where, uh, and I'm not only talking about uh, Christians who attend church. I'm also talking about workers. I'm also talking about ministers. This is where we all missed it. Uh, Because this is not what we preached most of the time. This is not what we teach, but the reality is if we do not do anything about the devil, if we do not do anything about the curse or about anything, any evil thing in this world, God cannot and will not do anything. Why? Because he gave the keys to us. So, I will go back to my original question. Why does the devil have the ability to do his evil work in the world? Why does he continue? Why does he apparently increase his work in the last days? Who is supposed to bind him, control him? Okay? Close the door on him. It's not Jesus. It's the church. Okay? Sadly, this is not how the church responds Okay, to tragedies, calamities, evil things, trials. This is not how we usually respond. For example, I'll give you an example. Okay, for example, uh, a young missionary or a young pastor died. Okay, I have friends who have already died. I have young pastors and friends who have already died. For example, they died early. Okay, what's the usual response or comment? Of the church body, oh, that's okay. God might, God, God has a purpose for that. God is in control. If you hear that, oh, He's in control, then you have this pat in the back. That's okay. You know, God know, God knows what He's doing. He has a purpose for it. Hindi, hindi ba yun ang usual nating sinasabi? Hindi ba yun ang usual nating naririnig? Okay. When bad things happen to good people. Right? Okay. Well, tonight I'll make it all clear. I'm very sorry that's not true. God is not in control. Of everything on this earth. He is not. I'm sorry. Kai kagano, kagano kaganda ang preaching or teaching or kahit na ang posts sa Facebook. It is not biblical. It is not true. Okay? Because for one, he is not the author of evil. He is not the author of evil. No evil comes from God. And even in James 1.12, it says there, if someone is tempted or someone or is tested, let no one say God is tempting or testing anyone. James 1.12, James 1.13. Because no test, no trial, no tragedy, no uh, calamity, no evil thing ever comes from God today in the New Testament. None. Okay? Because he's not the authority. He is not the author of evil. And the authority to bind evil, to cast it out, okay, to tie it up is in the hands of the church, not in Jesus' hands. That's why if we don't do anything, we have tied up his hands. Where is the hands? It's in the body, diba right? It's in the body, correct? Jesus is the head. He is not the hands. The feet is in the body. Jesus is not the feet. He is the head. And the head commands. That's what he does. In the natural, it's your brain that tells your body what to do. And if the body does not move, walang magagawa yung head. Am I correct? If the body is paralyzed, the head cannot do anything. That's why the illustration of the body of Christ, the illustration of the church is the body. So we can understand it. You no, know? We can picture it, how the kingdom of God works. Okay? Uh, I will... It's very revealing. <laughs> I will read Matthew 16:19 in the NCV, New Century Version. You listen very carefully. New Century Version. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The things you do not allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow. Did you hear me? Sabi ni Jesus, ulitin ko, the things you do not allow on the earth will be the things that God does not allow. And the things you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. Di ba, we always hear? What do, what do we always hear? All that happened because God allows. Di ba? Oh, He allowed it. Why did God allow this? Always, di ba? When something bad happens, why, why, why did God allow? Ano sabi ng Matthew 16? I will not. <laughs> ano sabi niya? If I will only allow the things you allow, and I will I won't allow the things you won't allow. So who is the one okay in control over the earth? We have to get this in. The reason why the church is so powerless, even if he knows she knows, she is she is already part of the body of Christ, that Jesus is already the winner, the victorious one, but cannot manifest his victory because a deceptive teaching came into the church. And what's the deceptive teaching that came into the church? God is in control. He allows things for a purpose. No, 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 no. He won't allow if we don't allow. He will only allow if we allow. That, those are not my words. Those are Jesus' words. Okay? So, if anyone will question you or will question me, sabihin nyo na lang, take it up with Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Ask Him. Because as the sovereign king of this universe, Yes, he is sovereign. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. But a sovereign king, he decided, okay, he decided to give his authority on the earth to his children. And because he is king, no one should dare question him. Am I correct? Are you still with me? Are you still with me? I know, major, major. this is not what we've been taught, okay? But it's high time the church wakes up, okay? It wakes up because God is waiting for his church, not the other way around. We're always waiting for him. But especially when it comes to the battles of life, we're always waiting on him. No, he's waiting on us so he can do some things to defeat the enemy, okay? So, so, we have the keys. Of course, it is the, a great honor. It's a great privilege. But also, it's a great responsibility. Okay? That's why the church cannot afford to be ignorant of this. The church cannot afford to be passive. And just say, sera, sera, bahala na si Lord. Anyway, God is in control. No this is not for passive Christians this is not this message is not for ignorant Christians it's high time it's high time as the body of Christ we know the truth about who we are and what we what has been given to us so we can walk the walk and talk the talk okay so i'm believing actually no i'm believing this prophetic word. I'm believing that even for the church, there's going to be a divine reversal in the church, in the body of Christ. I'm believing that a spirit of revelation and wisdom will sweep throughout the whole church and the church will rise up in authority and in power this year. That's what I'm believing. That's why I'm teaching this, because God trusts the church and the power and the authority is in the church. We all just need to wake up. We just need to know the truth. And we just need to go with God with his program. So so now, no, we have the testimony of Jesus and we have his authority. Okay. I will give you the testimony of the Apostle James. James 4.7. James 4.7. Right. It says here, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I will read it in another version, the voice. So submit yourselves to the one true God and fight against the devil and his schemes. If you do, he will run away in failure. I love it. It's the voice uh, translation. It's the voice Tama? Translation. Okay? So, una it says here, submit yourselves to God. What does that mean? Very simple. Very simple lang. Whatever God says in His Word, that's what you're going to believe. Yun lang yun. What does submit means? Whatever God says in His Word, that's what you are going to believe. Okay? So, you need to diligently telegano, Diligently feed on the Word of God You study it. And even if you hear a teaching like me, you're hearing a teaching right now, hearing a preaching, you have to depend on the Holy Spirit to guide you 100% and to double-check everything you're hearing with the Word of God. Double-check it. That's why I'm giving you lots of verses so you can double-check everything, okay? So you will know it's not Pastora's idea. Okay. I have no, <laughs> I have no ambition to tell you my opinions. Okay. And I never did. It's not in my agenda. I teach and I preach because I only want to teach and preach God's word. So just be diligently examine everything in the light of scripture. Everything. No? Uh, Everything will be confirmed by the word of God. Everything, even prophecies, because prophecies come from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. It's that how simple. It is, no? He's the author of the Bible, so he will confirm even prophecies. So now, no, as, as application, no, of this, you are uh, submit. So now, it's in your uh, it's in your ball court. okay. <laughs> To choose to believe tonight that Jesus already gave you the keys of the kingdom. His authority on the earth. Choose to believe that. Choose to believe that, that everything is in God's control because he gave you the keys. And you are the one who is responsible to bind the enemy on this earth And to buy every evil thing. Okay. Two, it says here, James 4:7, therefore submit to God. Resist the devil. Who will fight the devil? Is it Jesus Christ? He will not fight the devil. In fact, he already fought him and he won. Okay. He already won. So we fight him, we resist him. Why? Because he's still on the loose. And there are three major things. So I'll just give you three major things that he uses against us. Okay. One is temptation. This one. It's not a sin to be tempted. That's okay. Just don't give in. And when you do, just easily repent. Yun lang yon. Don't be guilty about it anymore when you repent. That's how you do it, no? That's how you do it. Temptation two. The second major thing he uses, even against the world, deception. Deception. He lies all the time. All the time. 24-7. He will, if he will whisper in your ear, There is no truth in anything he says to you, none. It's all deception. Okay? And if you allow him, he will just do it every day. And the third major thing he does with people is uh, he tempts, he deceives, and he causes them to be passive. Uh, So those three... Three major weapons, temptation, deception, passiveness. Temptation, deception, passiveness. What, what do I mean by passiveness? No. Oh, you know, Bahala na si lord, you know, God is in control. No, He has all the power, He has all the authority. Passive. You'll not do anything. Okay. Major weapons, those are lies. So like I said no, even in Christian teachings, deception has entered. like uh, in some parts of the body of Christ we, have, we still have the sinful nature. major lie major lie, right okay? that we are still sinners saved by grace, Major lie. We are not sinners according to second Corinthians 5:21. We are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No sinner can ever enter heaven. No sinner, none, only righteous people. And we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we are not sinners. So that's a major deception, okay? And that was taught, it was uh, passed on to me when I was a young Christian. I struggled so much with sin because I thought I was a sinner. As a man thinks in himself, so is he. If you think you're a sinner, you will always sin. But if you think you're a righteous person, you'll be careful not to sin. Okay? It will change your attitude, everything. Why? Because you know you've been set free from sin already. So anyway, the other major deception, Yon. One major deception that makes us very uh, passive and very ineffective today. That God is in control. major young, of everything. He's in control of everything. Now, God will not fight for his children. Okay? When it comes to the devil, because we have the authority, we are supposed to fight him. Now, he's saying this Not so much so we will be afraid of the devil or be worried about him, about what he's doing in our families, about what he's doing with our lives, or get rattled with what he's doing, get overwhelmed, get stressed about what he's doing with our lives, with our family, with this nation. He's not saying that so we get overwhelmed. No. Okay? He's saying that because we have the key. So that we will know he is already defeated and we should put him in his proper place. Okay? We should tie him up in Jesus' name. And if we do that, ano sabi? He will flee. He will flee. I like what I read, no? In, this, in, the, in the voice. He will run away in failure. Ang ganda, no? He will run away in failure. He ang palayo sa He doesn't need to be always around you. Did you know that? He doesn't always need to be around our families. No. If you fight him in the name of Jesus, he will be the one who will fail, not you. He will run away in failure and sabi nila that word flee in greek is flee in terror he is the one who is afraid and he is the one who is a failure and i don't know if i said this before no no christian is a failure no one in the body of christ okay we may fail sometimes we may fall sometimes but we are not failures Satan is a failure his demons are failures okay we are always practicing to win <laughs> that's how I see it no it's like in sports no coach John Niva when you're training someone and if they make a mistake it doesn't mean they've lost Eva they're just Training to win. Am I correct? That's how we are. We are training to win. And even if we fail, it's just training. We're practicing. Okay? So, he will flee. All you need is to fight. You bind and you lose. Sabi ni Jesus, whatever Whatever you bind, whatever you close, gravito authority meron ka? You listen to me. Whatever thou, Jesus is saying to you, whatever you bind, whatever you lose, whatever you tie up in His name, He will do it in heaven. He will do it. Whatever you release, whatever you lose, whatever you open, He will do it for you. All you need to do is stand up. Use the authority of Jesus and start binding and losing. Amen? Whatever it is you like. If you don't like what's happening in your family, you just say it. I do not permit that. I do not allow that in Jesus' name. Anything you see, anything you see in your family, anything you see in your children, you have a child, John and Aya, anything you see in him, you have authority as parents and you have authority of Jesus on the earth. You know? You can say that in Jesus' name. I do not allow my child to remain this way. You can say that. Whatever. It's a good news. Whatever. Name it. No? You just don't ask for petitions. Okay? You fight the enemy with it. Amen? I like to say this, now before I continue, there is uh, there is nothing in the New Testament that says, pray to God about the devil and he will do something about it. There is nothing in the New Testament that says, ask God for the devil, Ask him to fight him and he will rebuke him. Nothing in the New Testament. Maybe in the Old Testament, but nothing in the epistles, nothing in the New. Why? Because everything changed when Jesus resurrected and ascended in heaven. The game has changed. Okay? We're not Old Testament saints. We're New Testament saints. It's a different ball game. Okay, different. And and we have to be careful when we're studying Old Testament, thinking that everything there is applied to us. That's not true. You may learn from it, but you have to apply it under the new covenant. And the epistles, everything everything that the Apostle said to the church is for us. Everything about it. Those are the letters for the church. That's how we should live, okay? And it's saying there, fight. Don't pray about the devil. If you pray about the devil, you're wasting your time. You write that down. If you pray about the devil, you are wasting your time. Okay, I don't want you to waste your time anymore. Fight him head on. With Jesus' authority, and he will flee from you. Okay, mas pa pasya sa Even when it, ano? Oh, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was an evangelist, did I say this example na? Anyway, there was an evangelist, me healing crusade in the 1940s or 50s. And then there was this, uh, I think I said this now. Did I say this already? That's it. Okay. And then there was this uh, young child who was very, very sick. Okay. And then he discerned that the the, uh, evil spirits, okay, was controlling the child. So anyway, he told the congregation, he said, you know, if Jesus Christ was here, he would rebuke the devil, And the child will be easily healed. And then he said, but Jesus is not here. But I want to tell you, he sent me here. And then after he said that, he faced the child. He went to the child and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you devil, take your hands off this child. And you know what happened? Because he was in faith, okay, what happened to him? What happened to the child? The child had a miracle right before everyone's eyes. She got easily healed, okay? That's the power of the name of Jesus when it's used by a believer, someone who believes in that name, someone who believes in the authority. Okay. So okay. So uh I'm gonna skip this. I don't want, uh like I said, no, delegated authority is very big. Actually, the devil knows how big delegated authority is. He knows how big it is. That's why. That's why he's fighting it. That's why he doesn't want the church to know how powerful she is, okay? She, the devil doesn't want the church to know that she has author she has the authority of Jesus on the earth. Why? Because once the church knows, tapos na siya. Tapos na. Tapos na ang labanan. I really believe you no, know, because we were caught off guard with this pandemic, we also lost sight of who we were, who we are, and what we have over him. And I think it's time to take this pandemic out of this world. And it's still the church who has the authority and who has the power to do it. No one else, because the keys was given to the church and no one else. And if the pandemic will end this year, it will end with the authority that the church has. And like I said last week, God is not waiting for the majority. He's not. He's just waiting for one Christian who has a revelation to start moving with you. Okay. So, but we're more than one, okay? And I'm believing this group will rise up this year, this group, no. So okay. I have to skip. I'm just looking at my notes and see. Okay, now let's look at First Peter five, eight, and so we have the testimony of Jesus Christ. We have the testimony of James that we have the authority. Let's look at Peter. First Peter five eight and nine. First Peter five, eight and nine. I hope this is encouraging you and blessing you as much as it did me. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 it says here, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So it says here, una, una, be sober. Be sober-minded, ibig You've got to start knowing, really knowing the things of God. Dig deeper and start, uh, start hanging on to what you believe. Be sober-minded, not easily swayed, okay, by other people's opinions, okay? Know the word and walk in the light of that word. Be sober-minded. And it says here, be vigilant, be on your guard. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour it is the whom he may devour. So he's like a predator, no predator seeking whom he wants to destroy. Pero it did not say here he will devour everybody. He's just looking. He's looking who he may devour. So I'm believing with our group, he will not devour us. Amen. Amen? He will not devour us. He's just looking around. He has to look somewhere else, okay? But not with us, right? So uh, and then it says here uh, verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. There, you there you have it again. Just fight him. And fighting him means here, be steadfast. Know what you believe, stand on it, be convinced of what you believe once and for all. Just be convinced of it. Be steadfast. No. And For him not to devour you, are you still there? Oh my, am I? Did I lose you again? Oh, okay. I thought okay. So now it's important, if you don't want to be devoured by the enemy, you have this practice every day. Be led of the Holy Spirit every day, even in small things, even in small things. Okay. Even small things. I know of a minister, okay. A story of a minister and his wife. They're Americans. They were planning to have a vacation here in Asia before the pandemic. Okay. And then they had opportunity to buy tickets. One day they had opportunity to buy tickets to fly over to Asia. Then they prayed. Yung mag-asawa, they pray. Then after prayer, the Holy Spirit told them, they had a check in their spirit. The Holy Spirit told them not to go anymore. Can you imagine? They were planning this vacation with their family. And they were just waiting for an opportunity. But when they prayed, the Holy Spirit said, No, there was a check. And because they were so obedient to the leading of the Spirit of God, of the line. They did not go. So uh, they decided not to go. They told their children. The children was so disappointed. Okay. They were so heartbroken. And they asked, they asked their parents, no, why, why are we not going? And the parents said, We're not going because God said not to go. That's what they said. They cannot explain it. There's no logical explanation. Amen? Like I said, faith is not logical. Okay? You know what happened? Buti they obeyed. Because that week, if they flew over to Asia, it's the same week that the tsunami hit Asia. The same place where they were going. So, if They were not listening to the Holy Spirit. They went there. They all died. Oh, what will the church again say? What will the church again say? Oh, that's okay. God has a purpose for it. He's in control. No, he's not. The responsibility is with us. We have to get this, okay? We have to stop blaming God for things that he's not responsible for, okay? He's responsible to take care of us. He's responsible of giving us a word every day. You you can trust him for that. He's responsible to guide you into all truth. You, You can trust him for that. He's responsible to comfort you, to feed you every day. To provide all your needs. You you can trust him for that. But when it comes. Okay. You have to get this. When it comes to the devil. To trials. To temptations. To uh, tragedies and calamities. We have responsibilities. We have to listen to God. Obey him. Okay. And that's why I'm saying. If you want to be led in the major things in life, start with the small things. Like, for example, sasabi ni John, ay sasabi ni Lord John, John, this time you cook for aya. Even if it's not your time. But because you know, you just want to practice being led. You will not lose that. You will not lose anything. He does that. Do you know that he does that? He gives little practices, little trainings every day so that when you're victorious over the little things, you'll get more encouraged. You'll get more confident. Oh, wow, God is really guiding me. Wow, I'm supposed... Sometimes uh, lang, Oh, call this person, say hello. And then something great happens. And then you know, wow, that was God's voice. You know? So when God is able to lead you in those small things, guess what? He'll be able to lead you in the bigger things. He'll be able to use you with bigger things, bigger issues in life. Mamaya, national issues na, hindi mo pa alam. Okay, like sina Joseph. Ganun yan, no? Like sina David. The reason why they were used for national things, because in the everyday life, they listened to God. They were intimate with the Lord. Okay? So, you know, no? So, always keep your intimacy with God intact every day. Always pray. Be sober-minded. Guard yourself in the presence of God. And he will surely guide you. And once you use this, your authority, they will just flee from you. Okay, the last, I think this is the last verse. So, we have the testimony of Jesus Christ that you have authority. James, Peter, and now Paul. Okay, Paul. Ephesians 4.27. Ephesians 4.27. This is our last. Now, this is more personal. And I think before you can grapple with the bigger issues of life, you know, God wants you to become overcomers in the personal realm no Ephesians for 27 small lang siya okay? nor give place to the devil nor give place to the devil. You have the power to give the devil a place or not. You have that power because you have the keys. What you allow for him to do in your life, he can only do things which you allow, he cannot do things which you do not allow. And when it comes to your personal life, to your struggles, to your personal battles, God is encouraging you, you do not give place to the devil. Okay? God will not do something about it. It's, up. it's you. It's your decisions. Like for example, no? any struggle that you have, Okay, for example, ito. uh let me be reminded. Ito, 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 ito. I'll give you this example. And then we'll finish now. I was just reminded this morning about this. It says here, James 3:16, for where envy and self-existing, self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. In another version. For where envy and strife exist, confusion and every evil thing is there, every evil thing. So Paul was saying, this is James Pala. No? James was saying, You have been redeemed from sin if you let strife or envy. Okay to remain in your life, you are going to open the door to the devil. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying, okay? That's why, that's why, Napansin know, the devil always, always tempt us, tempt us to get angry, get offended, get hurt. He tempts us to... Uh, he uses our loved ones to hurt us, to offend us. Why? He's doing that on purpose. And the purpose is so that we get offended, we lash out in anger, and there will be strife. When there is strife now in the family, okay, what happens you open the door loose you open now the door to the enemy and you give him place you understand and then sometimes christians will say i don't know what's happening in my life you know ang gulugulo na yun yung sinabi every confusion and evil thing is there and when there is so much turmoil and confusion the first place okay to look is your life is there anything in your life that you have opened the door to the enemy because you have the key to open it but the good news is you also have the key to close it that's the good news okay okay not to feel bad about it, because you will always have forgiveness from God. Always, yon. I think by this time, dapat covered nayon. No, we, we should never wallow in self pity. Never wallow in discouragement. You know, there, there's no time for it, because the devil is prowling, looking for someone who is depressed, looking for someone who is sad. Yun she, he's looking, no. And he knows. He knows who is depressed, who is sad, who is frustrated, who is angry, who is irritated, who is impatient. Now, if you are there, what do you do? Close the door immediately. Don't give him room. Talk to him. You say, You know, he keeps blaming us. He keeps blaming God. Why don't you blame him? Amen? Why don't we put the blame on him? Siya na talaga author ng evil, di ba? Siya na author ng temptation in the first place. Di ba? He always blames us. He, bl- he blames other Christians. Di ba ganun yan? Sometimes he blames your family in your face. Am I correct? Sabihin niya, o oh, ganito ang parents mo eh. Ganito ang brother mo, ganito ang sister mo. O tignan mo, ganito yung church niyo eh. Ganito si Pastor. Ganito, ganun siya. He blames others than himself. Well, let, let's have a divine reversal. Okay, let's turn things around. Let's blame him and say, in Jesus' name, you are the you are the one who's lying to me. We are not enemies. He's my friend. Okay, we are family. We're joined together. We are united in Christ and you get out of our house. You, you get out of my life. I forgive, I forgive anybody. You know, forgive, just forgive. I forgive them. I forgive them. As God forgives me, I forgive them. And you have no right to remain in my house. That's how to fight him. You understand? Instead of self-pity, frustration, discouragement, God trusts all of us. He believes more in us than we believe in ourselves. He believes in you more than he will ever believe in yourself. So it's high time. no? It's high time to see yourself as God sees you. Someone, Someone who has control. Wow. You have control over this world. With the keys of Jesus Christ. You have. You have control over your life. You can kick the devil out of your life and he will run away from you. You can repent of all your sins and you'll be easily forgiven and hide in the presence of God. You can easily be anointed by God again, be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing, there's no problem with God, nothing. The problem is with our heads, the lies, and all the deceptions, and all the discouragements. It's time, no? Be sober-minded. Be on your guard, okay? Because you're a powerful, anointed child of God. Don't waste your authority anymore. Don't waste it any longer don't waste your authority, your anointing, your relationship with that, your relationship with your family, with your friends, with your church. Don't waste it. You know, these are all blessings of God. And Devil had his way of dividing us because of strife. That's it. That's the weapon. What yeah, are we going to close the door? Okay. okay? It doesn't even matter if you lose an argument. Just don't lose a relationship. Just don't lose a relationship. Anyway, God knows everything. And you know there's a devil... Who's just, you know, doing his schemes against you. Now you know better. Now you are wiser. Okay? Now you can turn the tables around and turn it against him. Okay? With Jesus' authority in your hands. So I hope, no? I hope you're encouraged today, no? Encouraged, highly encouraged today. The devil is no match with you, child of God. He's no match with you because you're part of the body of Christ. He's under the feet of Jesus Christ, and the feet is in the body of Christ, and you are part of the body of Christ. So he is under your feet. So squash him, all right? Put your feet on his head. It's about time.